This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. It's Van Pugh. Late in the midnight hour. I ain't always there when you call, but I'm always on time. Get at me, but it's 2021. You're going to respect the bird. You're going to respect the bird. The Eagles are one and one. Yeah, okay, they, they killed the Falcons. Everyone's saying the Falcons are terrible. I don't think so. I don't think they're that bad. We killed them, and then the Bucks. To be honest, man, that, that Bucks game for them was a three-point game heading into the fourth quarter. They were game. Then Matt Ryan threw those interceptions, and that was the end of that. But still, they were game. And once again, I remind you that a lot of people had us losing that game. Vegas had us losing that game. Four-point underdog. The Eagles have been underdogs every game. Literally every game. And they are underdogs against Dallas. Shocker. Y'all disrespectful. You going to respect the bird. This is facts. I know that the Eagles lost. But it's okay. They lost to the 49ers. The 49ers are definitely better than the Falcons. But the Eagles fought and they were in it. I would argue that the Eagles gave that game away. I mean, come on. Jalen Rager caught a touchdown, but he got called for illegal participation. He was pushed out of bounds, but it was such a light push that the refs kind of still said he went out of bounds and came back. I think he got pushed. I think the touchdown should have stood, but it's it wasn't that clear cut. So they just gave him the penalty. That really hurt us. And then we turn around. See, it's most of the first half, it was 3 nothing, Eagles. And that made me very happy because it just showed that the defense was stepping up and that they're very tough. It's ridiculous, though. And the Eagles, see, this is where we could have really broke the game open. Quez Watkins burnt the cornerback. And had room to run. Got to the San Francisco nine yard line. Nine yard line. I think he should have scored. I don't know how he got caught, but he didn't score. Got tackled at the nine. And somehow we go four and out after that. First of all, why didn't we kick a field goal? And why was the fourth down play a reverse pass? What are we doing out here? Just giving away points. Giving away points. And then, of course, the 49ers, they go down. They go right down and score. Wow. The 49ers had two 90-plus yard drives for touchdowns. They're only two scores of the game. They got up 17-3. And the Eagles scored right after that. This was late in the fourth quarter. So then, under two minutes, we got a chance that we stopped them in three downs. They're kicking the ball back to us with like a minute to go. And we still got a chance to win. But no. 
We couldn't make the stop. They killed us with the QB sneak once again. We hadn't been able to stop that. And then the game's over before you know it. I mean, it's ridiculous how many times the 49ers were able to run the ball and were able to convert on third and short. It was infuriating. And honestly, some of them third down plays were extended by our dumb penalties. I mean, come on. You had a fumble that was called back because of a helmet-to-helmet hit. You had another fumble that just bounced in the arms of the offense. Bro, that game, bro. The Eagles were game. Sure, they got dominated up front in the second half. But despite all that, they still was right there. Jalen Hurts making plays with his legs. But I'm like, I'm looking at these stats, and I'm like, no one had more than two receptions. Devontae Smith, a lot of targets, but from what I was watching, they were all over him. They must have saw the tape, and they just knew how to play him. And them cornerbacks was all over Devontae. He couldn't do nothing. Now, hopefully, we can find a way to get him open and free him he's a hell of a receiver and he didn't do bad against the Falcons and he had his opportunity against 49ers it's just that he was on lock now there was a key third down for the Eagles that resulted in Jalen Hurts getting strip sacked we got the ball back but why would you block Nick Bosa with Dallas Goddard see That is the type of stuff I'm talking about in this game. Just the boneheaded things we did with penalties, with play calling. They they really could have won this game. They really could have. And I'm sick. The 49ers were not really that much better than us. They were not that much better than us. They were not. So from what I saw... You still have to respect the bird. Because they blew out the Falcons. They had a close game with the Niners. And now the Cowboys, whose defense is worse than the 49ers. Somehow better than the Falcons. But worse than the 49ers. Like, we should hold our, like, the Eagles should hold their own against the Cowboys on Monday. It's just defensively, it's a really tough matchup. Like, we got a pretty good, we got a pretty strong defensive line. Well, they got a strong offensive line. Our cornerbacks are underrated. Well, their receivers are like that. And they're going to challenge our secondary. If we can find a way to get pressure on Dak Prescott, it's going to be hard because he can run. Then... We we in business, but it's gonna be hard. It's not gonna be easy. That that offense is flying high. That defense they did play a little bit better against the Chargers, but I think that Jalen Hurts will give them problems with his legs. And honestly, we can free Devontae Smith. We can free Devontae Smith, and we can free um Miles Sanders and Dallas Goddard. I'm telling you, Dallas and 
Cowboys in trouble. And you know I'm going to be hyped for that game. I'm going to be cooking out the day of the game. <clears throat> Even though I, I low-key don't feel like it. But I already bought all this food. I might as well. I might as well go ahead and cook out, man. <laughs> it's going to be a fun one. Um... I don't know. I, I really think the Eagles are going to lose this game. They probably are. But I hope not. Because this is the Cowboys. We can't lose the Cowboys. Especially since they knocked us out of playoff contention last year. I mean, they are rivals. Period. I mean, it's okay. We got it. We'll be fine. But you're going to respect the bird. Because they have a good chance of making the playoffs and you better recognize anyway man now another game to happen before that one is the washington sitcom versus the new york giants that was a very entertaining game that i didn't get to watch the second half of pretty much because i was out doing lift so i couldn't watch the game but boy, when I saw the highlights and what I heard on the radio, very, very entertaining. Very entertaining. But it's only entertaining because the Giants just didn't put the hammer down. They did not. You got to be kidding me. They they did not put the hammer down. Just mistake after mistake after mistake. You're seven nothing in your opponent's red zone. How do you not come away with points? I don't understand. Trash. Just trash. Then you regain the lead. You actually had a very comfortable lead in the fourth quarter. And then the overthrow to the Slayton. Actually, it wasn't an overthrow. It was right on the money, but Slayton dropped it. Like, wow. Unbelievable. The Giants choked bad. You got to be kidding. You get an interception off of Heineke. In your in their territory, deep in their territory, and you can only get three points. And then on top of that, before all that, you let them go seventy-five yards in two plays, which is inexcusable. I, I mean, they had a holding penalty. The Giants had a holding penalty, which was nah, it was shaky. That cold back a touchdown, and also I guess the end plan was unbelievable. I know that Washington was driving. Okay. Even though you're only up like one, like the Giants were. I mean, the team, the football team's backed up in their own 30. You're supposed to make that stop. But they let them get in the field goal range. Your man misses the field goal, and but Dexter Lawrence jump off sides. Even that one was controversial. Because slow replay shows that he didn't cross the line. He didn't really cross the line. He didn't. It wasn't really encroachment. Wow. Just wow. And then, of course, Washington re-kicks it and gets the victory. I mean, are these the team? These are two teams. Y'all picked the head of the Eagles. Why? The Giants are a mess, and they're undisciplined. The way they played most of the game without the dumb mistakes was reminiscent of the team that almost made the playoffs last year. But then, all the dumb penalties and the drop passes, 
Man, oh man. They just end up just not. They just end up just being sorry. They're 0-2. They should be 1-1. And then the Washington football team, I mean, come on. We didn't hear we didn't heard about this defense all season. All all season. We all we heard about is this defense. Chase Young this. Montez was that. Cam curl this. Cam curl that. And then they give up what? Twenty eight to the Chargers? Or is it twenty? I think it's twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You give up a whole bunch of yards to the Chargers? You give up a whole bunch of yards to, to the Giants? You let Daniel Jones rush for 95 yards. You should know by now that read option is a big part of their game. And you couldn't stop it. Trash. Absolute trash. And on offense, Taylor Heineke is a gunslinger. He's an improviser. He's kind of fun to watch sometimes. But at the end of the day, these good teams not going to worry about that. And your defense is going to get challenged. You got Aaron Rodgers, you got Patrick Mahomes, you got Tom Brady, all on one schedule. This ain't a game. You're done. You are finished. Wow, what a catch by Fresno State. Washington sitcom. I mean, crazy, man. Terry McLaurin staying consistent. J.D. McKissick with that, with one of the plays that, anyway, man, real talk, man. Yes, so many Giants fans. It's crazy. It's crazy. I was going to talk about the rest of the week, too, but I'll just stick with the Eagles and Washington. So now it's time for the Sooner Schooner. Before I get to the Sooner Schooner, I must say that there were a lot of Giants fans. Well, honestly, every time the Giants come to FedEx Field, there's a lot of Giants fans. But, man, they were loud. Dustin Hopkins missed that field goal. They went crazy. I was like, why, they, why is this so loud? I was like, man, this Washington football team, home field advantage, this ain't RFK. <laughs> it ain't there. They were just as loud as the Washington fans. It's like a neutral site game. That's crazy. Man, see, that's why, that's why I feel very comfortable as an Eagles fan going to those games. I can't go this year because, well, the day-to-day play – Washington, I'm going to be coming back from Jamaica, so I I can't watch the game. I'm going to be coming home. <laughs> I mean, I'll follow on my phone, though. Hopefully, they, hopefully we win. <laughs> man, anyway, man. Now let's get on the Sooner Schooner. The OU football team. Only one by seven. And I'm worried. Now I'm really worried. It was supposed to blow out Nebraska. But I had a feeling that, you know, for old time's sake, for old time's sake of our little rivalry, that maybe it would be a close game. And it was. Shout out to Nebraska. They really played a good game. Because I was looking. I was like, did they dominate time of possession? Did we turn the ball over? We had no turnovers. There were some close calls, like like this play that uh, Trevor Maddox showed where Spencer Rattler threw into, like, triple coverage. And there was another play where Jadon Hazelwood dropped the ball, and there were, like, three Nebraska Cornhuskers around him. There were some close calls. It could have got u- ugly, but it didn't. 
And Nebraska only had one turnover, and it was the turnover. It was the the whole DJ Graham one-handed 180 spin interception, and it's one of the best interceptions I've ever seen. I replayed it like 15, 20 times, especially with the Gus Johnson commentary, which makes it that much better. I was just looking for something to see. Like, we we beat ourselves, right? We, we definitely beat ourselves, right? Nah, man. It's just that Nebraska played a really solid game, and they sold out on a deep pass. So they made us throw short. They made us try to run the ball. And, and it's just crazy. The time of possession was about even. It was like the time of possession was like 30 to 29. It was it was like less than a minute difference in time of possession. So I'm like, okay. I mean, when OU went up 7 nothing, I thought we were going to roll them. And then I look later, and it's 7-3 in the second quarter. It's 7-3 at halftime. I don't know what's going on. I mean, we get a few drives going, and we get up 23-9. But, of course, Adrian Martinez, who I'm going to be real with you, he played out of his mind. The way he was escaping the rush, the way he was using his legs, and, and you know what? I thought from from looking at the full highlights, it looked like he was just completing every third down and fourth down. Nah. Both teams had six third down conversions. But it seemed like his third down conversions were really clutch. And they had a fourth down conversion. It's just that they he just really made plays when he had to. And then... They finally scored in the fourth quarter to make it a seven-point game. But we was able to run the ball and put the clock away. Man, oh, man. I mean, Adrian Martinez was 19 for 25, 289 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Spencer Rattler was 24 for 34, 214 yards, and a touchdown. So I'm like, Martinez kind of outplayed Rattler. And that that is alarming to me, especially since Rattler is supposed to be a Heisman candidate. I just saw in Sports Center that he's still third in the Vegas odds. Now what I'm hoping is in Big Twelve play, he just turns up. And if he does that, he'll win the Heisman. If not, it's gonna be a cakewalk for Bryce Young. And he's probably going to get as many votes as freaking Joe Burrow did uh, two years ago. <laughs> it's going to be, it won't even be close. It won't even be close. Um, who else is on there? Apparently that old Miss quarterback is on there. And I think Travion Henderson. So it's not going to be close if Spencer Rattler doesn't get it together. But less about Heisman. I just want the wins. I want the national championship. I mean, if Rattler gets a Heisman, that'd be great. And that would be great for recruiting, especially on offense. We're going to keep getting good quarterbacks. We're going to keep getting good receivers because we could just sell that Heisman and be like, you can be there too because our offense 
It's like that. Anyway, man, I saw that the penalties were even too. Like I said, no one was really beating himself. It was a very evenly matched game. And I'm like, but how? Like, we supposed to be the better team. And everything I've seen on paper and how Nebraska lost to Illinois, it just seemed like we were the better team. But they just, Nebraska came to play. So props to them. I think it's going to be even harder for us to beat them in Lincoln next year. Um, with Caleb Williams, most likely, unless unless um, Spencer Rattler slides down the draft board and ends up coming back to school. Um, unless that happens, we're going to see Caleb Williams next year going into Lincoln. Um, and it's going to be harder. They're going to be better, and I don't know what we're going to look like. I mean, we're gonna be missing some folks, especially on defense. But we get to that last. We will get to that next year. This year, I'm a little worried, even though we're three and zero. Now, I think we're gonna take care of business against West Virginia today. By the time you hear this, hopefully, OU would would have taken care of business at home against West Virginia. West Virginia is a solid team. They beat Virginia Tech, but my thing is, Virginia Tech is always overrated. They always lose a game like that. Every time you rank them, they end up losing to somebody they had no no business losing to. Real talk. Oh, and and Gabe Burchett missed a long field goal. I'm like, damn, bro. He's been cooking all season. He missed it. Oh, speaking of field goal kicking, that was a difference in the game, too. Their field goal kicker was one for three, and he missed an extra point. They lost by seven, right? That's like the difference in the game. That's the difference in the game right there. Field goal kicker missed missed four field goals. Missed three field goals. He missed two regular field goals and an extra point. They lost by seven. Now, I'm not saying that would have helped them win, but, I mean, imagine they had those points and we went to overtime. We might be having a completely different conversation right now we'll be the better team we were the better team and we came out on top and that's all that matters wow what the what the heck just happened Mm. (laughs) oh lord have mercy this just in i just got scheduled the McNamara vs. Curl JV game. Wow. <laughs> wow. Just wow. Unbelievable. I played in that game on that same field 14 years ago. And now I'm reffing in it. Oh, my God. I hope none of my classmates are reffing in this fucking game. Because if they are, Lord Jesus, that's all I got to say is Lord Jesus Christ. Felipe and Wallace. Oh, my God. I got two experience. Oh, man. I got two experienced partners. But, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that just came in. You know, breaking news happens while I'm um, breaking news happens while I be doing the show. Oh, man. I, I saw that. We had a blocked extra point. Like, it's just the little things. It's just the little things. They weren't able to make some field goals. 
they weren't able to make stops at the end of the game. Um, and we had that block field goal return for two points. I mean, that's the difference in the game right there. And that's how we won, even though we didn't necessarily play our best. And Nebraska pretty much did. And and that's how I saw it. That's how I saw it. And the pass rush was clutch again, even though Martinez was escaping and looking like Russell Wilson in the, po- in the pocket. <laughs> he looked like Russell Wilson out there, man. Like, he, he played a hell of a game. All right, uh, next thing, next thing. Okay, here we go. Now I'm off the Sooner Schooner. The Mystics miss the playoffs. You know what, man? I thought, you know, all you had to do was win, like, one game, final week of the season. And I thought, oh, we got this. Oh, we definitely got this. And then we didn't. We lost to Minnesota by four. Remember when I was hyping up this team? I was like, oh, we're going to have a crazy starting five. We got Natasha Cloud, Ariel Atkins, Tina Tina Charles has been playing like an all-star all season. She's amazing, and I'm happy to have her. Maisha Hines, Allen, and then we had Deladon. That would have I would have took that starting five against anybody. I thought that was a playoff final four. I thought that was a, a final five. I mean final five. A starting five that would at least get us to the semifinals. We don't even make the playoffs because people was getting hurt. And watching this team, especially later in the season, it ended up being Tina Charles or Bus. Like, she take the most shots, clearly. But, see, it didn't help that Della Dawn wasn't healthy all season long. All season long. I'm looking at the standings right now. And the Mystics were 12-20. and 20. They were in a three-game tie with the Liberty and the Sparks. We spanked the Sparks not too long ago. I think, honestly, we swept them. So, no problem against them. We had some problems against the Liberty. No, we did beat them at the beginning of the season when we started out 0-2. That was a big win. But we needed one win to pretty much clinch the playoffs. And we had games left against the Liberty and the Lynx. The Liberty was one of the teams we were competing with for that final spot. We lose to the Liberty. In New York by 11. I thought for sure we were going to win that game, and we didn't. Okay, cool. Beat Minnesota, we in. Beat Minnesota, and we in. We lose to Minnesota at home. I know Minnesota's a better team. But to lose to them at home with everything on the line is ridiculous. And I'm heartbroken. Because I made that bet. Because I made that bet at Nationals Park. One of those, one of my final games there. I I made a bet that I put $25 down on BetMGM that the Mystics would win the WNBA championship. And I was just banking on Deladon being back. 
and actually making a difference. And her and Tina Charles and Maisha Hines Allen making a big three that would just be unstoppable. I mean, if you include Ariel Atkins, it's a big four. I thought, you know, that big four was going to propel us and maybe we could win the title. No, got killed. I mean, it didn't work out, man. Um, Deladon just wasn't there. And in a game we had to have, we only get 14 points from our bench. That actually makes sense. We didn't get really nothing from our bench. And then Maisha Hines Allen only has four points in a closeout game. I mean, in a game that we needed to have to make the playoffs. Four points. Tina Charles only 14. She was 6 of 17. Okay, Natasha Cloud was game 22. That's big for her. 22 and 5, that's big for her. Um, Ariel Atkins had 17. That's not bad. I mean, Maisha Hines Island only having four points and two for nine in a game of that magnitude. It's just, especially without Deladon, it's just, wow. Um, we were definitely missing Deladon, and I really hope that, and I really hope that she comes back healthy next season I, I i said that going into this year and it just didn't happen um that's that's the main thing if tina charles gonna play like an all-star if maisha heinz allen gonna play like a fringe all-star and if natasha cloud play like she did against minnesota i think we'll be fine i if we can keep everyone together and, and get deladon back we'll make another run to the title but for now Jeez, we're just not that good. I mean, I watched them against Seattle, and that was a whooping. They got ran off the floor. I was like, how did we beat this team the first time? How? I mean, we beat them at Seattle. We played them three times. So we beat them at Seattle. I think they they beat us in a tough game in D.C., then they just completely ran us off the floor a few weeks ago at Seattle. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, maybe next year. Hopefully we get everybody back and maybe add some a piece or two. I mean, we got zero from Teresa Plassance and Megan Gustafsson, but I look and see they didn't play. Why? I, I, I guess when you're, like, in playoff mode, you run a short bench. That's probably what the Mystics did, and, and that's how they didn't play. I would have loved to see them. But I guess uh, T-Bolt didn't trust them and wanted to keep his starting five on the floor. I completely understand in that situation it was pl- playoff time. It's a shame, man. I wanted to see them in the playoffs. Speaking of playoffs, we talking about playoffs. The Nationals aren't going to the playoffs, clearly. And, of course, since we're tanking and playing a lot of young guys, well, they're doing a lot of losing. I don't think they've won a series in forever. And um, I don't think they've won a series in forever. And we just lost to the Reds. where A game where we were down 7-4. to four. I turned it off. I turned it off. I started listening to music on the way home. 
And then when I turn it back on, I mean, we get a double. I think it's in the ninth inning. We get a double by Alcides Escobar for RBI. Then Soto and Bell gets walked. And Luis Garcia drives in the tying runs. That's something I never expected to happen. I'm, I'm sure the Reds didn't either. And we up here tied in Cincinnati. This is a game that the Reds have to have. And we took them to extra innings after beating them the night before. I was like, wow, unbelievable. And But, of course, heartbreak, choked at the end. Red win, Reds win. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, we know what this is. We we, we know what this is, man. We, we, we know we know what this is. <laughs> like, you got to be kidding. Like, you got to be kidding. You got to be kidding. Um, Just pain, man. We, we lost all these series, and I'm just looking at it. And I'm like, okay, we beat the Marlins in... Miami. We had a little three-game winning streak, actually. But for the most part, I mean, we lost every series we've played in September. So, I mean, it's just something to get used to. But they're showing some promise against Cincinnati. They're making Cincinnati work for it. Cincinnati has an outside chance of... uh gets an outside chance of making the playoffs. They have an outside chance of making the playoffs. And they're struggling against my tanking Nats. (laughs) You cannot make this up at all. And I'm, I'm looking at it like the NL wild card. Yeah, they're, oh no, they're six games back. I, I don't think they're six games back with like a week to go. Their season's over, bruh. It ain't mathematically over, but it, it's it's not looking good. St. Louis is running away and hiding. And Cincinnati struggling with my Nats and even losing one last night. Not last night, but two nights ago is just not good. But the Nats, they're showing some promise and Soto doing Soto things. The pitchers are trying. The bullpen actually did all right last night. But it's like, man, what are we going to do? We got to pay Juan Soto soon. And I'm worried about the pieces around him. Now, we can keep this young core together and they play well. That's a bargain. We'll be fine. If not, we're basically going to look like the Angels with pool holes the last few years. Now, they, they had Trout, but Trout keep getting injured. So, I'll see what happens, man. I mean, the Nationals, uh, every time they lose a game, I'm like, I, I shouldn't be mad because I saw this coming. But, damn, it still hurts. All right, to close out the show, fantasy football update. So the updated standings standings among my looks like seven teams. Uh, simply great, a team I made on a whim on, on ESPN two and zero. Goat level three, that's the AWA listener show. 
Fantasy League, they're 2-0. GOAT level 2, the league I'm in with my high school teammate, 2-0. I made a big trade trade in that league um, where I traded away Justin Jefferson for Kenyon Drake and Tyler Boyd. I probably shouldn't have made that trade, but I desperately needed running back depth. And you saw, and I had Josh Jacobs. And I had an opportunity to get his backup. Josh Jacobs looks like he's going to be out again. So I have his backup starting. So that's fine. I lose Justin Jefferson, but I, I get I get some depth. And I'm 2-0. So I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing something right. Uh, it was a very controversial trade, but hey, I'm still winning. I made that that. I made that trade with my high school teammate and I and I go against him this week. He's favored. But I could I could win that. Okay, GOAT level OG, the most important team with my high school, no, college classmates. No, my college friends and student section buddies. That team's one and one. Big comeback against Tracy. Um big comeback against Tracy. Because she had Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson had a big game. All I needed to do was Aaron Rodgers just to be normal. And I was going to be fine. And thank God he was normal. I hope so. He's playing the Lions. <laughs> he usually kills the Lions. And he killed him again. And I don't even think he was really trying. That's the funny part about it. So I will take that. Thank God. Uh, let's see. Goats over Sheep. My Yahoo team is 1-1. One and one. Uh, that was a blowout. I should have won week one. I had a furious comeback week one, but fell short for whatever reason. I think because Marquise Brown sucked. That's my man's, but he sucked week one. So Washington sitcom, the surprise NFL network where NFL.com, where I was the only one there on draft day. And I took advantage by just loading up on talent. They're 0-1. We lost by 6. Lost by 6 because Kittle and Hill did nothing. Kamara had like 8 points. Melvin Gordon had like 7 points. I mean, I and I still, all that, and I still only lost by 6. That's crazy. So if these guys play normally, I win by a lot. But I lost. It was an upset. So I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm favored to win this next one, but let's just see. I mean, Kamara and Gordon only having 15 points. You, you got to be kidding me. Of course, people on my bench outscored them, but how was I supposed to know that? You know, you got to you gotta start Kittle and Hill, and they just didn't show up. And Cooper Cup had 36. He had more than Kamara, Gordon, and Kittle combined. He had, oh, and Hill combined. I'm not. I'm not kidding. That one guy had more than them combined. That's why I lost. You got to be kidding. But yeah, that's Washington sitcom. Easy money. I lost by 42. But check this though. Check this though. I lost by 42. That guy, cause that guy had Aaron Jones and McLaurin. They 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 went crazy on prime time. But check this though. I had Jamal Williams and Devontae Smith uh, starting. They combined for 19. I had Julio, Zach Moss, 
and J.D. McKissick on my bench, they combined for 54. I lost by 42. You do the math. You have got to be kidding. I could have possibly won if I had those guys starting. I started Devontae Smith over Julio Jones. I was afraid because Julio Jones didn't do anything week one. He didn't do anything week one. Now, I will say, I don't even know because Seattle's defense and the Cardinals' defense about even to me. So I was I, I didn't know what to expect. I thought the Devontae Smith was going to do better against the 49ers. The 49ers had him on lock. I should have started Julio Jones. They had about a similar, you know what I'm saying, they had about a similar projected score. So I went with Devontae Smith. But I should have did more research. And I should have known that San Francisco's defense was better than Seattle's defense. I should have known. And it didn't work out. So that team is 0-2, and I feel like they shouldn't be. Uh, We'll see, though. Uh, Didn't win any money in Daily Fantasy. And my girl Emily had uh, an unreal lineup. Scored 210 points. I was like, if I had that lineup, I would be swimming in cash right now. She had Brady, Cooper Cup, DeAndre Hopkins, Derrick Henry, Tyler Lockett, and the Bills defense. Well, she had Miles Sanders, too. I mean, I guess Miles Sanders was the weakest link. But that is an insane lineup. All them guys went crazy. I was like, how is that possible? I would. I hope I can put together a lineup like that because that's insane. That lineup could have competed with anybody. Well, I guess we'll see what happens in fantasy this week. I mean, I, I think one of these teams should win a title because one of these teams are, are, are loaded for sure. All right, man. You already know. It's time for the hypothetical game of the episode. This hypothetical game of the episode is between Cat Osterman, the legendary softball pitcher who is still pitching. See, I think she's in her like late 30s, maybe early 40s, still pitching. She's like Tom Brady. She's a, she's a legend. I, I don't have time to really list all of her accomplishments. I mean, she was she was pitching with Team USA in the Olympics recently. I mean, just a legend. But yet, I was like, I would love to see her against the Dallas Cowboys. She'd probably embarrass them. The Dallas Cowboys offense. You know, Dak, Zeke, Zach Martin, C.D. Lamb, Blake Jarwin. You already know. But um, let's get into it. So, so if Kat Osterman strikes them out, she gets a point. If... The Cowboys get a hit. They get a point. So, let's get into it. So, from the start, Cat Osterman, three straight fastballs, gets Zeke, gets Zeke out. On the third swing, Zeke swings out so bad, he does a 360 and falls on his butt. Everyone laughs. It's hilarious. So, then, then she goes against Dak. Once again, two straight fastballs. Dak misses bad. And then somehow on the third, Dak contacts. He gets all of it. And it's going back, back. And it's gone goodbye. Dak Prescott 
gets a home run and a point for the Cowboys. It's 1-1. The Cowboys offense going crazy. Then Cat Olsenman kind of mixed it up a bit with a rise ball, a fast ball. And 0-2, Blake Jarwin does foul it off. But then he strikes out two with a fastball. So Cat Olsenman up 2-1. Terrence still no chance. Three straight fastballs. So then Cat Olsenman does a rise ball, gets – Gets Terrence still. He's one of the linemen. And then he hits him with a fastball. And then he fouls two pitches off. Cat Olsenman starts missing the mark. Three straight balls. But Terrence still strike out again. Fastball gets another one. Then this is where things get interesting. Zach Martin, first pitch. Fastball, base hit down the middle. That's another point for the Dallas Cowboys offense. So it's two to three. Tyler Badez, the center, 0-2, fouls one off, ball. Then he hits one fair pop-up in the outfield. So now it's 3-3. Connor Williams, first pitch, base hit. So now... So now Cowboys up 4-3. Kat Oseman regains her composure, comes back with three straight rise balls and gets Tyron Smith. Didn't even waste time. She's back in her back. So it's 4-4. All right, C.D. Lamb, fastball, gets him twice. Then he gets just enough of the fastball for a foul. Like, just a little bit. Just a little bit. He could He almost struck out. Then... He gets a pop-up that goes in to the outfield for a hit. So now, so now it is five. It's five-four Cowboys offense. All they need is one more hit to win, pretty much. So Cedric Wilson, two balls off the off the rip. Cat Osterman's losing her composure again. Then she comes back with two strikeouts. So it's two-two. Looks like he's gonna be out. Fastball, he fouls. Rise ball, he fouls. Cat Oseman hits him with a curveball. He fouls that one, too. Then Cat Oseman with another ball. Fastball misses. So now we're eight pitches in. Cedric Wilson fouls again. And then Cat Oseman comes back with a fastball. Finally got him. Strikeout. So now it comes down to Amari Cooper. So here we go. Cat Oseman ball too high. Then the fastball barely misses, and this 2-0. Then the fastball misses 3-0, and it just looks like they're going to they're gonna walk this off. It just looks like they're going to walk this off. But then she hits him with two crazy fastballs. 3-2 pitch. 3-2. It's pretty much decision time. Pretty much decision time. Oh, and if he gets walked... If he, if he gets walked, he gets to start over again. The count starts over again instead of bringing up another batter. So, once again, Kat Osterman this time decides to come with a rise ball. And Cooper gets all of it. And it looks like it's going to go foul. And it barely sneaks in in the left field. And it's a home run. Cowboys offense wins 6-5. to five. And there you go. 
That is the hypothetical game of the episode and the end of the episode. And you already know that I'm out. Peace. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of the Goat Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.